we were able to really, I think, align folks with this idea that artificial intelligence, generative AI, is not here to take away your job. It's not here to remove the humanity, remove the people-centeredness from marketing, but rather it's here to help enhance human creativity. It's here to help enhance uh, human insight. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, like our presentation title, how to work smarter, not harder. Hey there, and welcome to the Enrollify podcast. Each week, the Enrollify podcast equips you with insights into how the latest trends in marketing and technology are affecting today's enrollment marketers. Every episode is designed to inspire new creative ideas for how to optimize the resources you do have to generate the results that you need. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Welcome to the show. All right, folks, we are live. Devin, welcome to the show. Where are we, Devin? Can you tell us about where we are? Absolutely, Zach. We are here at AMA, the American Marketing Association Symposium for the Marketing of Higher Education. Uh, we're here in Chicago, Illinois. Well said. Well said, man. It's uh, It's been a heck of a conference, right? And there have been lots of really important discussions that have been happening. But I think maybe the most important discussion that's happening that's loosely baked into many of the presentations here actually yeah. is how AI is revolutionizing the work that we do as higher education marketers. And you and artists spent time talking about this in a session yesterday. There was standing room only. It was, it was totally like packed house. They had to turn people away. And I was thinking it'd be fun to just recap yeah. a little bit of that session. So talk to us about what you guys discussed and maybe two, three takeaways from the event that you think would be most helpful for folks that weren't there. Absolutely, absolutely. So just to give a little bit of context to this to this presentation, we began this proposal about six or seven months ago. So this was when ChatGPT was kind of in its infancy. Uh, we, you know, we had this idea of how it was going to go. And what we found is that over time, over updates, that we this was a living breathing presentation yeah even up to the night before our presentation we were creating a new gpt um, for this presentation specifically because chat gpt unleashed a new update three days before yeah the rate at which they push out like new updates and new products and quite frankly like i feel like oftentimes when folks launch a new product or a new version of a product it's like incrementally better mm -hmm. there's it's like oh my gosh you just 10x the value of this like overnight absolutely and, and there's like very little notice that this is going to happen either. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you just open the, the the platform and things have changed and it's got these amazing new features. So it, it was it, it's been a great experience because I feel like what we were able to do is give people relevant information. Hmm. So being able to to be agile with with the presentation was was really important. But just to give a little bit of of you know here's here's the cliff notes of the presentation. Artists started by giving people a really good foundation of what is AI. Yeah. What is artificial intelligence? What is the difference between artificial intelligence and generative artificial intelligence? Yeah. Yeah. Large language models. So just giving people really a good foundation. And and one of the reasons that we did that is because we know that, that there's some apprehension yeah. that people have whenever it comes to artificial intelligence. And so we, we really wanted to set the stage 
so people understand that that this is something that is really truly revolutionary. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the one of the quotes that that artists used in the presentation was from Bill Gates, who likened AI to the cell phone or mm. the invention of the internet. And so, like these these are really really revolutionary pieces of technology that are going to change and shape the way that we live, work from from now on. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those like updates that. It, like the internet, right? Yeah. Like like cell phones, just fundamentally changes every aspect of what we do and how we do it. Absolutely, Jamie Hunt, who is who's a wonderful friend, she posted something on LinkedIn last night that that basically said, "Hey guys, it's not a fad." Mm. She was talking about how in she worked in the newspapers in 1995 and how people were saying, "Oh, the internet is just a fad." It wasn't, clearly. <laughs> um, and so it's the same way with the, with the artificial intelligence. So we were able to really, I think, align folks with this idea that artificial intelligence, generative AI, is not here to take away your job. Yeah. It's not here to remove the humanity, remove the people-centeredness from marketing, but rather it's here to help enhance human creativity. It's here to help enhance uh, human insight. Um, and, 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 you know, honestly, like our presentation title, how to work smarter, not harder. Yeah, yeah. And so that that was really the, the first piece of our presentation. The second half was much more practical. Hmm. So we were able to sort of dive into how is generative AI how can we leverage that in higher education? Yeah. And we talked about uh, two ways, and that is through experience, which includes personalization and productivity. So one of the ways that we at our college for Scythe Tech uh, Community College in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, that we have leveraged AI from an experiential standpoint is through BoltBot. I'm sorry, what is BoltBot for folks who aren't familiar? BoltBot is a generative AI chatbot that is baked into uh, our element CRM. And so it is an amazing tool that uses natural language, it uses the ChatGPT large language model, and we're able to feed it information, uh, make it hyper-personalized to our campus, and it communicates with students. And, and anyone who visits our website in a natural language, it answers questions. It, it has just been amazing. I mean, here, here's a couple of, of stats that I gave Please. in the um, presentation. So we implemented BoltBot in July, beginning of July. Okay. So we've only had it running for a couple of months, so, so the data was super fresh. Within the first three months of having BoltBot, our inbound call volume dropped 24%. Wow. Wow. 24%. Wow. And so, like, we don't have the historic data. Like, I'm not able to see year after year at this point. Yeah, yeah. But then I think about the months that we had BoltBot and we saw the decrease. That was during August. What happens during August? <laughs> Everyone's coming back. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Exactly. And so that is usually a time where you're drowning. Exactly. We have like an inc a huge spike yeah. in inbound call volume, yet we saw a 24% decrease. Wow. So we, we've just seen some great, great ways that, that our, our chatbot has, has helped in that. So that, that's the experience. Productivity, we got to talk about a lot of other things like using it for content generation, using it for idea generation, using it for you know personalized marketing and things of that nature. One example that I used was persona. You know, we, we do this journey mapping, persona mapping and like a good marketer should. Right, yeah. absolutely. And so everyone's done that, but I will admit sometimes going through through that process, 
you know, you kind of create this persona and you forget about it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. It's not something that's quite top of mind. What if you could upload that persona yeah. and then say something like, make me an email campaign that's that's focused to this persona. Yeah, like yeah. it brings that all of the things that you're already doing to the forefront and helps you keep that. So those are just some of the ways that we did with, um, that we, we talked about personalization. On that note too, I just want to say like, I've been experimenting since uh, ChatGPT launched uh, custom GPTs. Yes. I literally spent like two hours the other day. My son was taking a nap and I was trying to train this um, this custom GPT to understand how I like to write like my podcast descriptions in like my voice. Mm -hmm. And I was able to literally like upload like, hey, you know, I've got these transcripts of, you know, the way that I introduce a guest or the particular adjectives that I that I love, right? right, and, right. and I was basically able to just feed it all this information, say, hey, I'm going to give you six examples of the way that I like to podcast. I want you to consume this information, and then I want you to ask me questions. If you have any questions around, hey, when you think about your tone or your style, like what adjectives would you use to describe sure. that? Sure. Right? And um, it, it, it's, I spent about two hours, you know, refining it, uh, giving giving it some clarity. And, and and that was it. And then what I did is a test. I literally uploaded three different MP3 files of episodes that I already recorded, right? Yeah. And I said, okay, I want you to transcribe this, and then I want you to write a summary based on my tone and my style, like everything I just fed you, right? I kid you not, from that very first, again, I spent two hours training it, but at the minute I uploaded that MP3 file, they translated every, they transcribed everything, I should say, and then wrote me a description that perfectly Perfect. I mean, it, not perfect. I should say 98% of the way there. Yes, right? exactly. I literally tweaked two words. Two yeah. words. That was it. And I was like, that was the moment for me. I feel like everyone who starts playing with this has a moment where they realize, holy shit, like this is, this is real. And that was my moment. Right. Uh, and I was like, I can't, I just need to build a custom GPT for like all these other different use cases of my life. And so in your context, right? And I, I think, I think people that are newer to this. Yes. When, you know, chatbots have been around, right? People think about chatbots, right? Sure. The, the, the difference, folks, is that what, what Devin has done and what you can do is be very, very specific with, with saying, hey, when it comes to this kind of student, this is how we write those emails. Please go and, like, listen to these interviews, right, that we've recorded of prospective students in whether it's, you know, uh, surveys that we've done or focus groups digest all of this and use all of that information that was gathered to inform how you write this tweet or this Instagram post or whatever it is. And you can, you can get that specific. And when you do, it actually, it works. Yes. You, you can do versioning in a way that quite frankly just wasn't possible or scalable even a year ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's just become some, well, first off, I, I want to buy the Zach Boozy Cruise uh, custom GPT <laughs> on the store whenever that comes available. So, you know, I can write all my emails in your voice. Um, so that's my first request. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 been amazing. Uh, like for, for us, we, we started to feed and create like a specific um, for Scythe Tech marketing GPT, mm. where we were able to upload our brand guidelines. We we're able to upload our annual reports. Wow. We we're able to upload speeches that our president has written or blog posts that she's written. So, you know, when we have to create talking points for her or, you know, things of that nature, we're able to sort of see her warmth and, and some of those things. So, yeah, it's, it's super, super powerful. Wow. Super powerful. 
I was talking to an uh, artist on a recent episode too about how like one of the biggest friction points for marketers like yourself, right, is you've got faculty members, you've got folks who are quite frankly like industry experts in their own right, right? Right. And a lot of their research and the content that they put out is a little bit more like academic in nature. And you want to be able to leverage like their work and want to be able to kind of like pimp them out, right? As like, yes. hey, you should come here in part because you're gonna learn under these experts. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to translate academic content into something that, you know, a 17 year old might want to consume, right? Yes. Uh, and, and, but now what you can do, if you build these, you know, you don't even need a custom GPT for this, no. but like basically you can say, hey, here's a bunch of research that Dr. So-and-so has put out over the last three years, consume all of it, and then write this, based off of what I've told you about how our prospective students, our 17-year-olds, this particular demographic of 17-year-olds, mm -hmm. likes to communicate and their tone and style, take all of that and write it in a way that would make sense and be exciting to that particular audience. And literally within minutes, you can have dozens of blog posts if you want that speak that speak in that style and reference the faculty research that is super important to again like share and and, and pimp out for lack of a better word for prospective <laughs> students right yes. and I, and i just think like we finally solved the quantity problem higher ed for years was like we get marketing we love content yes but like who the hell has time yes to do all this mm -hmm. we know what we need to do we just don't have the time to do it we're living in a world where like you actually do have the time to do it now if you, if you know how to leverage these tools appropriately. Absolutely. You know, you, you make a really good point. What we, what we continued on though, whenever in our, in our presentation, we started then talking about um, how, do you, how do you actually effectively engineer a prompt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the anatomy of a good prompt? Yeah. And so there we were able to talk about the three pieces that make a good prompt. And, and that's first intent, that's mm. the what, yeah. write, describe, you know, analyze. What are you asking it to do? What are you asking it to do? Next is the direction. It's it's the how. Hmm. How do you know? How do I need to do this? And then the third part is actually the context. Hmm. So saying, you know, telling the ChatGPT who it is. Yeah. You know, you are an expert marketer yeah. in this field, and here's some of the context behind uh, the prompt that I'm that I'm giving you. Yeah. And when, whenever you're able to to learn how to you know, appropriately engineer a prompt, that, that is really the secret sauce yeah. uh, to, to using this and becoming, a, a, I would say, a real power user of um, ChatGPT or any Gen AI. Yeah, yeah. Well, Devin, this has been a, an awesome quick chat. Thanks for uh, recapping a little bit of your guys' presentation. Of course. Uh, if folks want to learn a little bit more about you and just kind of follow your work, you're active on, on social. Yeah. What, what's the best way for them to do so? So on X, uh, my name is at Devin Ferguson. Um, it's Ferguson with a P and I guess a U. I, we'll link it in the show notes. Thank yeah, you. thank you, thank you. It's hard to spell. You can please follow me there. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would love to connect, love to answer any questions. So um, yes, please reach out. Wonderful, man. Well, thanks so much for your time. Of course. Hey there, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Enrollify podcast. The Enrollify podcast is brought to you by Enrollify, a learning community for enrollment managers and higher education marketers. Enrollify was built to empower enrollment marketers with the ideas, the strategies, and the tools that they need to optimize the resources that they do have to generate the results that they need. You can explore our other podcasts like Starter Stories and CRM Prov or sign up for one of our newsletters, or even watch an episode of Frideas, our weekly video segment, at enrollify.org. And if you know anyone that you think that we should have on this show or any one of our other shows, please reach out to me directly at zach 
That's Z-A-C-H at Enrollify.org. Again, that's Zach, Z-A-C-H at Enrollify.org. And I'd be happy to chat with you about getting you or someone you know on one of our shows.